0: This is the Crypto Valley Podcast. What is up, everybody? This is RK, and welcome to the Crypto Valley Podcast. On this podcast, we explore the history of money from its very inception. All the way to its current state and most importantly, its future. Your banker doesn't explain you to understand investing for a reason, and that's the cause of this podcast. We also discuss how the current financial system illusions investors and consumers and how you can exit and obtain your financial interdependence. If you are someone who has average to no experience in finance and would like to take control of your financial future instead of trusting a banker or advisor, then this podcast is for you. Since this is the first episode of our podcast, I am uh, going to give you a very brief summary about the subjects we are going to be talking about and most importantly, the sequence of the subjects. So the first thing we're going to do is to unlearn money. So what does that mean, unlearn money? Um, Basically, what it means is to basically question everything we have been learning so far about money, if anything, Uh, because uh, unfortunately, our system in general does not teach children or students the basic principles of how money actually works. We basically learn in our system how we can earn money for labor, but we never get the questions answered how exactly money works, not in a broad sense. So this is a, At the beginning, the main subject we're going to be talking about, what it is. What it is that we take for granted every day when we go grocery shopping. What is this paper that we exchange among each other when we communicate value? And by doing so, we are going to deep dive in the past. And we are going to discuss the very nature of money and how it started and most importantly the properties that money needs to have in order to be money after we have discussed this we are going to move forward to what money has become today and it will give you a very clear perspective of where things most likely are going to go and for me this is very very powerful because if you have this knowledge you can really decide on which side you want to stay because currently what's happening in the world in the western world especially is pretty much the biggest human I mean the biggest financial experiment that has ever existed and there is going to be and later in this podcast you will know why but there is going to be a huge wealth transfer from one side to the other and if you have educated yourself with deep material and not really complicated you don't have to have a PhD to have an understanding of these things they're very simple um, but if you do have this know-how this knowledge that will give you this fundamental understanding of things then you can put yourself on the right side and benefit instead of losing um, this is I think the one of the most important things that you can learn from this podcast and I hope it will help you and uh, please feel free to share this with your loved ones, with your colleagues, with anybody who will need to know these things, especially people who are stuck in a job and they don't know how to come out of the rat race and uh, they would like to have a financial freedom and they would like to become interdependent. So let's dive to the first subject, which is going to be the subject of where things started. Um, I'm going to start with the subject of money in its beginnings. Uh, We basically started money with barter. It was pretty much... In the beginning days of uh, civilization where people started to exchange time for barter so for example if I had labor to offer I was offered directly a good or service for my labor for example food or feather or Anything that had any kind of value that I could use immediately. And the system was, of course, not fungible, which means that uh, each unit that I was exchanging with another unit was not interchangeable. For example, if I had uh, a chicken and uh, I wanted to pay you with my chicken, my chicken uh, would not be as valuable as some other chicken, of course, in the market, because my chicken was slimmer or was sick or whatever. So it was not for you interchangeable with another chicken that you could uh, transact with another person so there was a need of some medium of exchange in order to make trade more efficient and effective so money was a necessity and that necessity was pretty much for decades uh, thousands of years fulfilled with precious metals so, um, I'm, not, I'm now going to explain why precious metals. Because many people know that precious metals, especially gold, were money for decades, uh, thousands of years. But many people don't know why. So, uh, gold in particular is bringing certain qualities that made it money. And I'm going to count them and explore them one by one in sequence actually the sequence is not very important but i'm going to count them and go into detail about them in general so uh, the first thing that gold offered it uh, was fungible so just like i explained with the chicken uh, a piece of gold obviously or a gram of gold or an ounce of gold was interchangeable with another ounce of gold if you had an animal obviously my animal maybe was not interchangeable with your animal because your animal was offering more meat (laughs) compared to mine so it was not fungible to trade with animals for example and this was something that gold solved beautifully. It was fungible. Every gram of gold was interchangeable and uh, exchangeable with uh, another gram of gold. And uh, of course, it was durable. Uh, Durability was very important because if I provide you a service or a good and you give me some of your gold, I need to be able to have it for a longer time uh, in order to exchange it for something else and so gold has been around uh, for thousands of years maybe millions of years before we even came into existence and it will always still be here even after we disappear and so the durability is definitely provided And it had to be, of course, recognizable. Gold is super recognizable. It is heavy, it is uh, shiny, and it is perfectly recognizable that it's gold. Now, the other three aspects we're going to talk about, the qualities we're going to talk about, are a little bit the shortcomings of gold. One of them is divisibility that came into a problem on a later stage. And the other one is the transferability and the third one the most fundamental one is scarcity so divisibility was a huge problem it was possible to divide gold but most thing you could do with gold was to divide it into coins and that came very very I mean it it was it was not very easy it was not very easy to divide gold it had uh, you had to put a lot of work to divide them into coins and to uh, bring them into circulation and in order to make it Um, more available to more people and it was also not very transferable it was very and it is still very I mean uh, uh, gold still is uh, a commodity and uh, it is very very heavy and you cannot transport it as well as you could Uh, transport other things and that was a big problem especially when trade became uh, bigger and bigger and bigger more and more and more of gold had to be transferred and those transport costs were tremendous and it was a huge problem and last but not least is scarcity now scarcity a lot of people would argue is definitely provided by gold and I say It is, yes, I agree, but only to some certain extent. I'm not going to details about that because that's part of another episode I'm going to talk about when I talk about the scarcity of gold. But gold was scarce. It was scarce. It was maybe not perfectly scarce because if you ask everybody how much gold exists in the world, nobody will be able to tell you because nobody knows. So... It has a variable scarcity, but it is scarce. And that was the fundamental reason why gold was valuable. Because it was scarce. Of course, in combination with its fungibility, its durability, recognizability, partially divisibility, and transferability but the main reason people valued it was because it was scarce and people forget that it is it is the most fundamental property of money to be money okay so uh, these are the qualities that uh, gold was able to offer and it lasted for thousands of years and when trade became bigger and bigger and countries started to trade with each other and it became more difficult to transport uh, the gold from country to country. The government came in and offered a solution to this problem and that was the start of the first banks in our society. So there was a company that the government basically announced is trustworthy, a middleman And that middleman was taking people's gold and was offering people promise notes on paper that they could redeem for the gold that they had initially deposited. That's how paper money was introduced into society. So people delivered their gold to the banks and the banks offered them notes paper notes that were redeemable anytime they wanted for the gold they had initially deposited and that of course solved a huge burden and problem of gold namely the divisibility and transferability it was perfectly divisible all of a sudden because paper was just paper you could write on paper whatever you wanted and uh, you could write this equals to one gram of gold you could uh, write on it it's equal to one kilo of gold it didn't matter it was just a piece of paper divisibility problem solved transferability was also solved because paper is much much more transferable and less heavy than gold was and that was initially the start of banks coming into existence and fast forward a few hundred years banks started to notice that hey people are not coming back people are not coming back to pick up their gold so what do we do uh why don't we print more of these notes than we have in gold reserves, right? That's, that's genius. So if nobody is coming back to pick up the gold, we can print more of these promises and charge people for the excess notes we provide them as credit, So, this was the birth of the credit business. So, banks created more notes than they had in gold reserves and gave these notes to people as loans and charged them more notes back as interest as we know it today and basically kept a fraction reserve of gold in case somebody comes to pick up the gold. So uh, this was basically the start of the credit business and it evolved to bigger and bigger banks. And of course it was perfectly fine and it was necessary because we wouldn't be able to do things we do today or we were not be able to achieve what we have achieved today without that. But uh, this system is completely outdated and not necessary anymore and we are going to talk about this in more detail in a few in future episodes. But For this episode, I think we have covered pretty much everything we had to cover about the history of money very briefly. I don't want to, I hate to overcomplicate stuff. So I really, really try to keep things as simple as possible. So, guys, thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends, with your family, anybody who you think should know more about this subject please share it with him okay have a great day i wish you a beautiful week and see you all in the next episode